Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller and uh, turned in the last six months into a brand builder, which is why I've brought on uh, Adam Epstein from Boosted Commerce. Hey, Adam, welcome. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Hey, you know, so uh, the whole purpose of this podcast is to help people uh, succeed on Amazon, become e-commerce professionals, and understand how to make better use of their time. And so, uh, you know, Adam's with Boosted Commerce, and we've been talking for a little while. Uh, uh, we got connected over some software uh, a few months ago, and which I I could see that they were executing in some very interesting ways. So I invited them to to jump onto the show. Um, so give us a little bit more about your background and kind of like you know define Boosted for us. Sure. So personally, uh, I'm a finance guy, I kind of have the boring traditional finance background where I worked in investment banking for a couple of years before moving over to the investing side, um, worked on both the debt and equity side. And while in business school, kind of got the entrepreneurial itch. Um, and when I first started talking with Keith and Charlie, our founders, there's not very many startups where you can use that inorganic growth knowledge skill set. Um, it's such an early stage. Most people are focused on a, you know, a product they have or our product as companies that we're, we're looking to invest in and, and continue to boost. So it was a perfect fit. Um, the tailwinds of Amazon, I joined right before COVID, which have only accelerated those tailwinds. Um, the opportunity to join a startup with two experienced entrepreneurs who know what they're doing with a great idea it was a perfect fit. Um, so getting into Boosted itself, uh, we are trying to be the Johnson & Johnson or Procter & Gamble of the 21st century have a portfolio of brands starting on Amazon, but really being where the consumer is. And I think we'll get into that a little bit later and yeah. what that means. Um, but at the moment, we've got about 25 brands uh, growing quite quickly at the, and looking to, to add, get up to, you know, hundred over the next couple of years. Yep. So Adam, I got a question about like, what is the most often overlooked parts of an Amazon FBA business that, you know, say after Boosted acquires a business, like what they do to help them grow? See, I don't want to like make the same mistakes that a lot of other people are making. Sure. And you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Scott, there's, there's 40 to 50,000 businesses on Amazon doing over a million dollars a year, right? So what we're looking for is somebody that already has proven out that product market fit and how can we accelerate to the next level? Um, to your question, I don't think there's kind of one thing that every single seller is missing. It depends on the business and depends on how we look at it. Um, and we really have six different levers that we typically pull, but ultimately I think the overarching feeling is a, a lot of the sellers we're talking to are, are one or two person shops, right? It's friends or a father, son, or a husband, wife, or maybe just, you know, somebody who, who started from a YouTube channel or, or a podcast like this and gained a lot of information. Um, and they say, shoot, I wish I had 20 more hours in the day or in the week to, to get X, Y, Z done. Well, we've got a team of operators behind us. We have brand managers who will take over the day-to-day -day who are reporting into what we call the boosted brain um, and have that skill set, those operations to help out. So yeah. whether that's new product development, supply chain, marketing, um, international expansion, you know, channel expansion onto Walmart or whatever it may be, and potentially even brick and mortar for the right brands, um, we'll dig into your business, understand what those growth levers are, and be able to pull those growth letters, levers um, as we go. Awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, there's definitely like a lot of levers and usually someone's got a blind spot, you know, like if it's a two man shop, you know, not all of them are able to, uh, 
you know, nail down marketing and maybe there's off Amazon marketing that they just totally ignore or, you know, even just pay-per-click. There's, there's some brands that succeed without ever even doing that, not realizing that there could be some low-hanging fruit. Um, so just to, to jump into two that, that I think marketing is certainly one we see a lot, right? Um, at the very high level, people have automated campaigns and aren't even getting into manual campaigns before you start thinking off, off of Amazon, et cetera. Um, but we also have, you know, affiliate programs. We, we own sites to help drive traffic to Amazon. And that's a, a big part of the algorithm is how do you, how do you get additional eyeballs for Amazon and not only use their eyeballs. So that's one thing where we are focused. Um, another is supply chain. Um, almost every business we've talked to has had stockouts at one point or another. And, you know, it's very hard to forecast in particular when you have a pandemic that nobody expected and all of a sudden e-commerce is shut up and everybody's, you know, my mom who's never bought anything on Amazon is now buying everything on Amazon. Um, so how do you, how do you forecast that? Um, how do you manage that? So your working capital is not too high. That's something. Yeah, let's jump into that. So like with my uh, private label business right now, we're, we're still considering, you know, Q4, like how to do that right. You know, if there still might be some restrictions on inventory, do we send everything into Amazon FBA or do we start to like hold stuff in a 3PL? Do you guys just buy deeper on your inventory to like make sure you capture those seasonalities or stuff like that or... For sure, for sure. Our, our forecasting model obviously takes seasonality in effect. Um, we do have some businesses that are heavier Q4, as you see across Amazon. Uh, we do have a 3PL network, which we will throw some, some goods in in particular because Amazon uh, fees as you get into Q4 and, and the warehousing costs get prohibitively expensive um, at times, depending on what your product is and how you look at it. So you know, stockouts are, are one of the things that can really kill a business because while you're down, your competitors are, are you know, taking your share, your rankings going down. So how do you minimize stockouts um, that they're going to happen? They're, they're bound to happen. You can't predict every, every growth opportunity, um, but how do you minimize them and how do you get back as quickly as possible? So that's having, having that inventory ready. Um, you know, when we were first transitioning a business, we typically would rather have too much inventory than too little. Um, and yeah. part of that is we do have and, capital. And yeah, that just takes capital. And that's not that's something that not everyone has. Um, you know, readily available, especially when you're growing, when you're growing, it's actually started, it's really hard to stay ahead of it, you know, where like, you know, if we're doing, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in a quarter, then the next quarter, you're going to do 200,000. Like, like you have to like buy like inventory with money that you don't necessarily, you know, without getting some, some bigger loans, you just don't have. So that's definitely a, a big part of like what makes some businesses a little bit weaker is stocking out just hurts. Um, I've seen products that haven't really fully recovered from a stock out because it gives competition a chance to like, you know, uh, grow in the, you know, the, the sales rank. So um, right now I would consider the acquisitions, the acquisitions market as just like uh, frothy. There's just so much energy and attention. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, you know, Jungle Scout just got a huge investment. They, they're about an advertising thing. Like you could go on and on about like the deals that are happening right now. Um, I've had Perpetua on the podcast and we've talked. Turns out they just got acquired. Um, yep. I, I know um, some agencies that are like, uh, that are shopping. So uh, it's just kind of crazy. So tell us, I'm actually interested, like what you have to say, like what's happened in 2021 so far and how you th see things starting to settle. 
Yeah, look, I think there's been a lot of attention focus um, capital coming into Amazon FBA spaces, e-commerce more generally, but even more focused on, on Amazon. Um, you know, Amazon is 50% of, of e-commerce buys and it's only e-commerce, as we talked about earlier, has increased dramatically with, with COVID, right? Everybody's now buying online and some of that will shift back to brick and mortar, but I, I think the new baseline is going to be higher than it was before. Um, so th there's been a lot of focus and attention on this space. Um, you know, just like any investing space, I think there is cyclicality and I think there is a decent amount of money that's come in, which has driven up prices for sure a little bit. And it's a great time to be selling um, mm -hmm. as, as an entrepreneur, because if your business has done well and kind of have that, you know, that COVID bump, some businesses have been able to see, um, not a bad time to be looking to, to capitalize on it. In particular, just going back to the working capital conversation we were just having, right? There's most of the money has been sucked back up into inventory. So it could be a nice payday. Yeah, um, um, here's a question that may be out of left field and maybe you're not able to answer, but like, um, with all of these acquiring companies, are some of them going to start eating each other? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think, um, there's a lot of money that's come in and there's a lot of smart money that's come in. Um, but there's also a perception that it's very easy to run an Amazon business because, FBA, you know, Amazon's taking care of a lot of it for you. All you have to do is buy a product, get it in, do a little bit of marketing and off you're going, right? Um, part of why we're looking at businesses that are established is to take advantage of that. But the way we take advantage of that is having a sophisticated operations team behind us. Um, so, you know, me by myself as an M&A guy would not be able to roll up a portfolio without somebody to help manage it. Um, we've heard stories of, of people who haven't opened up Seller Central after purchasing. So there's a, a lot of money coming in. Um, I think there will be a consolidation at some point. And I think, you know, as we've seen it come up, it's going to stabilize and there'll be cyclicality similar to any, um, any investing business. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. Um, well, so um, I did this once myself and I, and I think we were lucky. So um, I started working with my cousin and we took over his private label business and um, dealing with like, you know, a continuity of logistics from international suppliers is, you know, I could see it falling apart. So is there anything that like, you know, you guys have figured out or keeping, you know, keeping the prices good, keeping that relationship good, or even perhaps negotiating lower prices? Uh, how, how do you, con you guys consider con continuity of the logistics? Yep. So when we first buy a business, we want to make sure that we continue on with the success that our, that our sellers have had, right? So we, we're going to add some of the levers that we talked about earlier, but we also want to make sure that we're not taking away from what, what, what has made the brand what it is. Um, so as we think about that, you know, our, our day one plan is never to really say, okay, we have X, Y, Z logistics that we're going to jump in here and, and, and forget about everything that's happened before, right? We want, we want to fully understand it. We want to learn what's, what's been working, what hasn't been working. And some of that's during due diligence, but it doesn't fully kind of appreciate it until you run the business yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so from that perspective, we'll, we'll typically take over the relationships that the seller has provided. And we have a transition period to help where the sellers are, are still active in the business for at least a couple of months um, to help kind of make that as smooth as possible. As we continue to scale from there, right, there is certainly leverage you can have from having a strong portfolio of brands and more importantly, products. Uh, as you think about shipping over from China, you know, going from LTL to full container loads, um, 
consolidating vendors in certain spaces, which also helps reduce prices. We also have US-based supply chain where we've been able to move, you know, we own a couple supplements brands and move our supplements under the same vendor um, and, okay. and drive down costs there. there did, I hear, did I hear you right? You you have a, uh, uh, a Chinese logistics, you know, maybe like a consolidating of different, uh, you know, uh, containers, so to speak. So like if someone's not ordering a full container that you're able to like, you know, pair it up with others to like, you know, get better rates or, or something like that. Yeah, that's right. We, we work with different freight forwarders. We have different companies we work with out of China where we can consolidate um, goods in, into a container, right? And obviously shipping as, as full containers is you get a better price than if you're shipping less than, you know, LTL or, or even trying to split it with somebody else. Um, as we think about our Chinese supply chain, there, there are opportunities to consolidate even further um, and continue to kind of benefit from the scale that, that we are growing at here. Right. So um, you've been, uh, you know, with boosted over a year, over a year, and you've certainly been able to like look around the landscape. Um, I'm curious, like what, you know, makes, what, what makes you, what makes you guys different? I think the big one is we are trying to be an acquirer of choice and continue to work with our sellers and, and have the sellers as part of the community. And by that, um, we are going to take over the business. We typically bring it under the boosted way, but it's not, you know, okay, thanks for your, thanks for your business and goodbye. Um, we recently announced this week what we're calling the boosted seller circle, where we have a full program to help our sellers continue um, down their entrepreneurial path. Right. Most people who have grown a business that, that big are not just taking the money and going to sit on the beach and do nothing. Um, they're going to either start the next one or have already have something where they need additional capital for it. And we've put together a program to help drive that, um, both from kind of a, a think tank for our sellers to, to work together, as well as bring in very prominent um, businessmen, educators from, from across the industry, different industries to help lead um, different keynote speakers, et cetera. And, and really drive some additional value to the sellers beyond just the cash. Interesting. So um, is this a seller's circle only those that have, uh, uh, you know, that you guys have like acquired their businesses or is this like a, like a semi-open community? I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're starting it for the businesses we've created. Okay. Um, no, that's a, cool. a new concept where there's some additional value to being part of the boosted family. Yeah. Um, not only are we going to continue to, quote unquote, work for you through earnouts and, and allow you to continue to participate in the success of the business, but we want you to be successful in your next endeavor too. And we're trying to find ways to help from, from that perspective. Okay, that's, that's, that, that's awesome. That's actually, I've never heard of that. That's way cool. Because, um, you know, usually if someone's an entrepreneur, their likelihood of doing it again <laughs> after selling is, is you know, they, they've learned a lot of the, the, the tools and I, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that have, you know, rattled off more than one successful brand. And um, so that's pretty cool that you guys are fostering that uh, conversation. Absolutely. Well, we would love to buy brands as a second brand from the same seller, right? It, right? They've had a successful first one and we know how they operate and, and, and have that trust and knowledge associated with it. If they get a second one up and running that, that is just as successful, by all means, um, we'll come back for a second bite at the apple. I think it's just like a super interesting time. I, I, when I first saw, you know, I actually think boosted you, you might've been one of the first to aggregators that I ever talked with. And I didn't realize that, um, 
you know, how much you guys are going to like, uh, people like you guys specifically are going to change, uh, the, the marketplace. Like, um, at first I just thought it was just gonna be like a sideshow of like, okay, yeah, yeah. There's some private label sellers are, are, are selling their businesses, but now I'm like, oh my goodness, like, um, this, you know, it's, it's a lot more faces. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of, and, and it is a lot of money. Um, so I'm super impressed with like, you know, what you guys do for me, you know, I build software tools. It's fun for me to like, think about, you know, get in the shoes of people like you guys to, uh, to you know, to develop for. So that's something that like it represents a challenge and an opportunity for me. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and for talking about like what makes it different and like kind of like, you know, bring more light. It's probably been, you know, it's been months since I, I've talked about this. And right now months are feel like a year because of how fast things are moving. Absolutely. Um, so if someone wants to like reach out, learn more about you guys, uh, where, where can they find you? Yeah, boostedcommerce.com is the easiest. Um, if you're interested in, in talking with us about your business and seeing if there's an opportunity to sell, um, we will be happy to jump on the phone. There's a form fill there to give us some preliminary information. You can also reach me directly at adam at boostedcommerce.com. Uh, we also have a team email at acquisitions at boostedcommerce.com. Uh, feel free to provide us with any information. We can get an NDA signed up. We'll, we'll spend <laughs> 30 minutes to know your business um, and can give you a quick read pretty, pretty shortly thereafter on, on where we think the valuation stands. Uh, we pride ourselves on sticking to and, and giving firm valuation. So once we have something there under LOI, we will go from, from LOI to close in as little as the quickest one we've done is 10 days, um, typically closer to 30 to, 40, 30 to 45 days. Um, and you know, excited to, to meet. And even if now is not the right time to start that relationship and, and push it forward. Okay. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, so check them out at boostedcommerce.com. Um, this has been enjoyable to talk to you, Adam, and looking forward to seeing what you guys do. So uh, all those out there that are listening for the first time, you know, I got a podcast every week. It's coming out new stuff. I like to learn. And, you know, if this, if this podcast were only an educational tool for myself, I would consider it uh, worthwhile. So uh, stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. Take care. One, two, three. Yeah.